0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, bitch, let's go. So if I was to describe today's continuation episode from last week, it's essentially all about Enti and crazy days and nights. And the way that we're covering it is I wanted to clearly break down the interaction that a woman had with Enti besides Cassandra, who is the woman that he is suing because he says she was a stalker, And that he did have a relationship with her, but that it went, you know, awry. And then she became a stalker. And then she's like, no, I have proof that he was the one pursuing a relationship with me and it was physical and then it went online. And. He wouldn't let me out of the relationship, not the other way around. And he played crazy mind games on myself and my family. And he's a, essentially a predator in her opinion. And- so Deary Kaplan, I started the show last week. She tells us a story about how she had reached out to Enti to get a job, which seems to be a way that Enti connects with people, either by collaborating with them on his show or working with them in some capacity or another. She begged him for a job. She was desperate for money. He goes her for a while after saying he's going to give her a job, and then he starts to make payments to her, but for nothing. And then he requests a photo from her. You're gonna hear the whole story in detail. He also asks her at lunch at a some point in this, you know, year and a half that they know each other and she doesn't go. Very similar to me, kept asking me to go to lunch with him. And I was thought that was odd since he's, I would imagine, wants to protect his alias at all costs. But I was like, sure, maybe when I come to LA it'll happen. However, it looks like there's an MO here, a pattern, a pattern with Cassandra a pattern with Deary Kaplan, who you're going to hear her story in a minute. And then uh, Cassandra has sent me receipts of other women who, I guess at other points in time over the years, and I mean going way back, had a similar interaction as to what Cassandra says she experienced. And I guess this begs the question of whether or not this is a pattern. Is this, in other words, a type of grooming? where you connect with someone, you don't give them any information, you learn a lot about them, you realize their emotional weaknesses, and you play on them. Maybe sometime you do it because you... Want to have an emotional connection with someone online, or maybe you want to have a sexual relationship with them online. But at some point, it sometimes transitions into a physical and emotional relationship. And that's where it gets damaging because it's one thing to do all of what I just said with people knowing what your real situation is it's another to be doing something anonymous and also implying your situation is one way but it's actually another now this is actually a brilliant thing for him to be an alias and anon because He can absolutely hide behind that in a way. He can say, look, you know, these women fell in love with uh, an imaginary character. They sent uh, photos to an imaginary person, they did job interviews with somebody who doesn't really exist out there. It's kind of like a a loophole in a sense. But where it backfires is when Enti starts to become a real person, which is what happened with Cassandra. He transcends Enti and he becomes who he really is. And lies and continues to lie to her and allegedly his wife, who he has children with at the same time. So why am I covering this? I mean, right, like, mm, Auntie's not that big a deal. So why am I covering this? Well, because I obviously promoted Auntie quite a bit. And my fear is that I was secretly promoting someone who potentially could be a predator. And by predator, I mean somebody who goes out Intentionally and finds vulnerable women and exploits them in any way, whether it be an online relationship, whether it be to jack off to in the podcast studio, whatever it is, uh, you know, I want to definitely make sure nobody else is impacted by my uh, poor judgment in promoting him. So, in my show today, I'm going to break down factually what the hell actually happened with this woman, Derry Kaplan, that's her non-name, and Enti, and assess it. Then I'm going to play an interview that Cassandra did by herself on her own show that she sent to me to edit down. So that you guys could hear some of her story uh, that happened to her with Enti. and again, her her relationship with Enti was physical and became very toxic and like a horror movie. Honestly, when you get into the detail of it, uh, and you know, I'm sensitive to this because I've had an ex who was crazy who went to huge extremes to destroy my life, that cheated on me when I was eight months pregnant and still wanted to marry me while simultaneously having a very serious mistress in another state that he had a double life with. And let me add that I was on a TV show and he refused to appear on the TV show because he said that he didn't trust the producers, but what he really was doing was covering up the fact that he didn't want to get caught by either me or the mistress. Because to this day, I don't know at what point she found out that he was lying probably to her too. So I'm sensitive. It had a lot of similarities to what Cassandra was put through with Entie, So I recognize like, uh uh-oh. This is kind of a carbon copy character. And what's really devastating, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, when this conversation has come up, is that I actually cried to Auntie about what my ex did to me you know, one time when we were on a show together. And so I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm sitting here telling about an abusive predator person to a person who's doing the same types of stuff to women, either online or offline. Now that said, a lot of people don't give a shit and they're still gonna support Enti and they're gonna listen to him and they're gonna think his his research is great and his crowd gossip he has is wonderful and and all that. And I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from that because I can't, right? I can't. But I think you know you should know what you're signing up for. You should know who you're supporting. And that's the goal of today's show from at least the perspective of two women impacted by him. And if all you walk away from in today's show is what warning signs to look for, so it doesn't happen to you, then I'm happy. Trigger warning. This is a big trigger warning for women that have been through domestic violence situations or abuse. You may not be able to handle listening to this episode. All right, now we start.
1: I don't hear from him at all. Similar to yours, right? Uh, You don't hear from him for months, months, and months, and months, and months. And then about April, I think, or something. Get this all of a sudden he reappears because the entire time things for me personally just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Right. I'm DMing him. I'm talking to, cause it's dire. Okay. It was serious. And I'm thinking, I'm like, help me until you're my only hope, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm, trying I'm like, to
0: hold on to the job position. Like, yes. like desperate for any work you can get. And for you're like, it, you said you wanted to hire me. And you're like, I really need the job. Please, please,
1: please. Yes. And I'm like, please help me Auntie, you're my only hope. And then all of a sudden in April, he resurfaces and we start getting him basic communication. That's when he starts send- he started sending me money.
0: On the basis of what is he sending you money? Like, what are you doing for him at this point when there's actually a transaction happening?
1: Nothing, because he says, oh, I just don't have much work right now. I can still send you money to help you. So he's trying to be nice. I thought so too. But then I find out, this is his MO with certain people. Oh, wait, hold that thought. So you get
0: money for nothing and he's saying- The first you, time. Yeah, the first time. Oh, that's good. Let's break it down. So the, you get one payment from NT. How big is this payment about? A couple hundred
1: bucks. And this, he wants nothing in return. He's just helping you out, correct? Right. He said words to the effect of, I know you struggle to pay bills every month, and I just like helping you out.
0: Okay. And then when is the next payment after that? The following month. And is that, how much is that, would you say, approximate? The same amount. Okay. And are you doing any work for him at this point?
1: No. So what because, does he
0: ask you? Why is he sending the money this
1: month for? Because the entire time he's saying, I'll send you money as long as you don't tell anybody. What uh, Once or twice a month. So
0: he's now sent you a second payment and in the communication during the first payment and the second payment, he's saying, I'll send you money a few times a month, but you got to keep it secret.
1: Exactly. But the interesting part is, is that he is not saying, or at least not requesting anything in return yet. He At first he says, oh, i just like to help you out because I, I know you need to pay bills every month and you struggle to, right? But then I find out that that's part of his MO with people if he's thinks he has a shot with them, right? So then what's the third payment. Or do you get like
0: a third It was only
1: two because, yeah, it was only two because that's when this is, keep in mind, after the second payment, that's when everything stops, right? Because Cassandra comes forward, I reach out because I'm like, NT did something similar with me here. So wait, when did he ask for the photos? He asked for the photo. This is about October last year, November last year. And that's when he asked for a photo. So let me give me the timeline uh, from the moment
0: that you have the interview all the way to the point where he stops communicating with you because of Cassandra. Give me that. Okay.
1: Okay. It was April last year, around April last year, he started to talk to me again. Here and there, we we started communicating and whatnot. When Cassandra comes forward- Wait, when's the first payment? Oh, f- first payment? That would have had to have been either October, November or last year.
0: Okay. And then when's the second payment?
1: December.
0: Around what time in December?
1: When Whenever I talk to Cassandra.
0: So around when Cassandra comes out that- she's like, I just got served with Stalker Papers and I've been in a relationship with this man since March of 2023, right? Yes. Okay.
1: That one? Yes, that one.
0: Okay. So just recently, you
1: get a payment recently,
0: like the last few
1: weeks, right? Except in January. In November and December, not October. It it wasn't October. Okay,
0: so it was November and December. Uh Mm-hmm. All right. And then, then Cassandra comes out. When did she come out? When did her Patreon start?
1: No, it was November. And when did she have the affair with Enti? It was, as I understand it, it was over the course of many months. It
0: was December,
1: 2022 through March,
0: 2023, right? I think that's what it was. Yes. Okay. All right. So let me try to do a timeline for us. Okay, this is going to make everybody understand a lot better. So Cassandra is having a physical relationship with Enti in the month of December of 2022. And this uh, physical and online relationship continues strongly through March of 2023. And then Auntie says that it stops there, but Cassandra has proof that it goes all the way into the summer of 2023. And then he serves her with stalker papers after saying, I love you, and all that stuff happens. Then, following your August 2022 interview, sometime in the same month, I believe Cassandra starts to interact with Enti about a like 80s show or something like that, or retro show that she's doing, and she starts to build an online relationship with him. And during this period of time, this is when actually he's kind of ghosting you, right? Isn't it? Right. Okay. So he's having an online relationship with Cassandra, allegedly, during this period of time, only online, and he's not talking to you post-interview that you do with him for the job. Correct. Then what happens is Cassandra's... Relationship with Entie becomes physical in December of 2022. It's like, you know, zero to 60 in five minutes. They have this like on and off physical relationship that goes on between December of 2022 all the way through March of 2023. Entie says, as far as he's concerned, the relationship ends then, but Cassandra's like, no, I have. Tons of proof that an online relationship continues all the way into the summer of 2023, where I get served stalker papers and I love you. And he's saying I love you at the same time. And it's like craziness. Okay. Now, what's interesting about this is you then have him resurface in April of 2023, which is when Cassandra and him stop having that physical relationship. So it's like he's now only in an online relationship with Cassandra, and he's now reached back out or responded to you finally in April of 2023. Right. And then you are, I guess, cho- talking to him. Like, how are you talking to him between April 2023 and the first payment of November 2023? Like, what's coming up?
1: Right uh, Over email. Most of the time, it wasn't even regular. It was very infrequent, but he would at least respond, right?
0: And and was it social, like "How you doing?" "I love the show." Like what? It
1: was mostly about. It's mostly about work, of course.
0: Okay. So and so during this period, you're starting to beg for the work, right? From April 2023,
1: or I'm re-begging for the work,
0: I guess. Re-begging for the work. Okay, that's fair enough. So in April 2023, uh, you, Deary Kaplan, start to, you know, re beg for the work. And Auntie's now kind of done, I guess, with Cassandra physically and just having this online relationship with her. And then May goes by, June, July, August, September, October. And then in November, you finally get a payment from him. And this is the payment we discussed already. And the payment doesn't ask for anything. It's like just trying to be a good guy payment. And then you get another payment in December. Again, not asking for anything, uh, but just to be a good guy. Right. here in this is the photo again, the photo request?
1: After the second payment.
0: So in December, after the second payment, he's now requesting a photo. Does he uh, uh, tell you why he wants a photo of
1: you? No, I'm the one that asks. I'm like, but wait, what do you want a photo of me for? And he says, I just want to put a face to the name.
0: So he says, I just want to put a face to the name. Does he ask for any other stuff from you, like any videos or any of that? Nope. Okay. And okay, and then Cassandra comes out with her claims uh against Enti. The payment is made and the photo is requested. And do you hear from Enti after that? Okay, yes. wh- what happens with that then?
1: He requests the photo, I'm stalling out, right? Because this is when I start really putting two and two together here, you understand? How do I know he doesn't already have a picture of me right or whatever so i sent him a picture of my face right he already knows my first name at this point as far as i know well he knows your full
0: name if it was on your zoom from your interview
1: yeah right but i didn't know if he remembered me or not you understand yeah so then i sent him a picture of my face right and then i talked to cassandra i go on record with cassandra and that's when I get another email, right? Because I'm thinking he's going to follow through or he doesn't remember talking to me, whatever, right? That's what I'm thinking. And then he get, he emails me and says, you should get a lawyer, right? I'm asking because I think he's going to help me again. And he goes, you should get a lawyer.
0: So basically uh, after the you send the photo to him to put a face to your name or whatever, uh, then you collaborate with Cassandra, and it's at this moment that, that he sends you a message that says you better get a lawyer. Yes. And then you kind of cease communication at that point with him, right?
1: Of course. But at first, I'm like, for what, right? I didn't do anything wrong. And he goes, I hope they paid you well for all the lies you told. Like I said, you should get a lawyer. And then that's when nothing happened. And that's when communication stops.
0: Interesting. You know that he had a collaborator uh, that he did shows with about true crime. Her name was Jen or something. Do you know about her?
1: Yes. I know vaguely who she is.
0: Right. She did a show with him recently. There were a lot of uh, NT fans speculating that Jen, you know, either left NT show or NT didn't want to work with Jen anymore for whatever reason. There's a lot of gossip surrounding that. Uh, because Jen went on her ex and had several negative tweets slash x's that she made about Nt when she left x and this was around the time that n t uh stopped working with Jen on the true crime show again i i i can't I'm only speculating on what it could possibly be that like made them stop working together. So I'm going to dip out of the interview for a second to read you what Jen, true crime Jen, who collabs with ND and went missing for a very long period of time. She abandoned social media and then she reemerged in the last few weeks, said on her ex that I just mentioned. Her tag is Mascara and mace, and on July 15th, 2023, she wrote, At NT Lawyer, I do not appreciate you ghosting me and ripping the podcast out from under me. You're shorting me plus the true crime, Vicks, and fans. There are cases that need publicity more so than gossip. You're morally bankrupt for what you did to me. How could you after years, all caps? Then about a month earlier on June 11th, 2023, she writes, I did not leave or quit the podcast. No scheduling conflict prevents my participation. We made it work for years, all caps. He ghosted me and continues TC material or continues true crime material. IMO, because he does not want to compensate me nor give me any credit for work ideas. He needs to be honest. Try. Okay, so then she takes a leave of absence from X and reemerges the first week of January of 2024 with a show with Enti and also uh, just in time for Cassandra and him to have a hearing about her stalking and injunctions on each other, etc. And Jen is suddenly uh, reemerges with Enti like everything is great. But she's literally off social media for a year and a half, up until she reemerges with this Enti episode. And I would have to be asleep not to wonder if the timing of him reconnecting with Jen doesn't totally have to do with the fact that Kaplan comes on Cassandra and my show, and Cassandra has this lawsuit against Enti, because I would say that, you know, two women coming forward with some sort of grooming stories and in Cassandra's case a lot more than that and then maybe a third woman coming forward although Jen didn't come forward just to be clear but a third woman that's disgruntled against Enti in a similar way as to maybe these women's stories wouldn't be great for his legal case so I'm just saying, I don't know if that's even true, but I thought I'd throw it out there because to me, it seems like a very obvious connection. That's just my opinion. Okay, back to the interview with Kaplan. But anyway, people were like, oh my God, Jen has disappeared from all social media. Is she okay? Is she okay? Did something bad happen to Jen? All this stuff. But then Jen last week resurfaces after a very long time, to do a show with Enti. And some people speculated that the show was done a long time ago and he re-aired it to show that, like to fool everybody that Jen was back and all this stuff. But in truth, it turns out that Jen actually really did do a show with Enti, which was shocking to people based on the stuff that she put out on X, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty well aware of what that was you know but as far as i uh, like something weird is going on there i don't know what i don't know if it's personal professional whatever it is something happened over there that they're not talking about but that something weird went down there
0: Definitely an unusual dynamic of being presented through the fact that she did the show with him and then didn't do the show with him and then made this dramatic exit off of X or whatever. At least it seemed dramatic to me. That's
1: the thing, though. It wasn't just off of X. It was apparently everything. As far as I've heard, it was everything. No one could get in touch with her for multiple months. No one could get a hold of her in any respect for multiple months or anything. She quite literally disappeared. Then all of a sudden, she resurfaced out of nowhere within the uh, past week or two. Yeah, and- Surprised the hell out of me too, by the way.
0: Yeah, everyone was very surprised. I did see a Reddit where there was a text message that Jen said that she was back on the show and had done a lot and it had been through a lot and that she was going to start doing the shows, I guess, again with Enti. So I'm paraphrasing the Reddit, but it was something to the effect of that. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, of course, but... There was some sort of Reddit that she had been through a lot, but she did do the show. Like It wasn't from a long time ago, as people were speculating. Uh, Well, I heard that Jen was uh, anxious to sue people, apparently, uh, to help Auntie recently. I also heard that Auntie was very dismayed about losing uh, friendships, and that his friendships with people uh, should have protected him in this situation. You know, he is sitting in, I guess, the the depths of the shadows, writing and recording whatever he can get his hands on to decide how he wants to address this in the future, if he's going to sue people or what. These are all things I've heard Andy is doing. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me the email you've received uh, saying, you know, get a lawyer. Um, Apparently, you didn't talk about Jen, or maybe she'd be suing you too. Who knows? Based on the gossip, I'd like to
1: know. Frankly, I'd like to know how the hell that would work (laughs) because I haven't said anything about Jen other than something weird happened between her and NT. And what the hell would she sue me for? Because first, I haven't heard from her directly whatsoever, right? I didn't, I never spoke to her directly. Second of all, what would she sue me for, other than being concerned for her well-being? You know, yes. and and to be frank, I was so concerned. I because of her disappearance. This was way before she was um before she resurfaced. I reported her missing to the FBI Atlanta Field Office. Wow! So you were really worried about her? Yes, because how? Well, because in any other situation. Any other situation, what the hell is someone going to do if they're if, if this is not only in their backyard, right? Only in California or Georgia or Florida or Michigan or whatever, right? What's someone going to do if they know that someone's missing, right? Especially in a different state, state as far as they know, they're going to report them missing.
0: I mean, I think Jen is a public figure. I mean, she was on a podcast that has like over 2,000 listeners. That's in the top 1% of all podcasts, even though it was behind a Patreon wall. And the way I see it is Jen is a public figure. And although she decided to take a hiatus, just like Sandra Bullock going off to Aspen for a year or whatever, doesn't mean that you don't care about Sandra Bullock and you can't write about her
1: or talk about her. Uh, or mention that she disappeared off the face of the earth for however long, right? So I reported her missing to the FBI. Well, I and I
0: I think if you think someone's missing, you have an obligation as a citizen to do that, right? I mean, Britney Spears, it happens to all the time.
1: <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Well, well, and plus, like I said, first of all, I haven't heard from her directly. Second of all, I've never communicated with her directly. And third of all, What's she going to sue me for? I was concerned for her well-being.
0: Yeah, well, you didn't get that threat. You got a different one. So uh, that was reserved, I guess, for some other people I heard. Let's talk about one more thing. What do you think Andy was going to do to you? This is pure speculation. You have told me in detail what exactly the interaction you had with Andy. There's been no sensationalizing it. There's been no, you know... You know, it's been as straightforward as it can be. You told it in a very factual way. So you tell me now, what is it that made you reach out to Cassandra? And why, what do you speculate might have happened next in your opinion? And again, guys, that is what this is. Let's make it really clear. Go ahead and tell me.
1: It wasn't just about the speculation. You know, you see, you have to understand this before I get into it, okay? It's not just solely, oh, this is what I think. It's, I'm seeing a pattern to this behavior that he's showing me. And I have every reason to believe I would have been subject to his, to put it politely, I would have been subject to his charms, right? He would have tried to move in on me. He would have asked me to lunch. He would have had me do work for him and he would have lied and manipulated me even more
0: so you feel that the photo was an introduction to an online relationship that may have gone through the same process or life cycle that cassandra's did is that
1: a hundred percent okay whether it was whether it was as fast as hers was or whether it was over the course of multiple years or whatever don't know. I think that's where I would have ended up, though, honestly.
0: Well, Victoria, who allegedly is Enti's current wife, said in her text messages to Cassandra that she felt that there were lots of women that Enti might have online relationships with I'm I'm paraphrasing now um and uh anyway I don't want to do too much of that but you guys could listen to them on the episode I think it's 163 to get those in detail but that was something that definitely came up All right well let me ask you this and I'll end on this note what would you want people to take away from you sharing your story which obviously was very stressful for you so what would you want people to take away from talking to me?
1: Don't be afraid to speak out, especially when almost no one will. Who's going to stop the person that's in the wrong? Who's going to stop the person that is doing wrong against so many people? Honestly, there's a pattern to all this in this behavior that he's exhibiting. What it is, I don't know. Maybe he's just a sleaze bag. Maybe there's something more. Honestly, I don't know, but this is all too, at least to me, this is all too procedural to be a coincidence. And he can't keep getting away with defrauding everybody and doing what he's doing because he's doing so wrong against so many people.
0: People or women?
1: As far as we can tell now, women.
0: So what would be your warning to people listening to this show today?
1: Don't trust anti-lawyer.
0: You know, I have my face and everyone can clearly see where I get my
1: information from on my shows, so. It's mine too, by the way, on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash G-N-G-L. Awesome.
0: All right, so one last question, and this is just for me, not totally off topic. I keep hearing this concept of a person named him, him that worked with NT in the beginning of his podcast. Do you know what this is? Like the
1: person named him? What is this? What I know is supposedly there were four hymns, right? But there was only one ever. He died fairly recently. It was somewhere between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty. He died.
0: For the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?